Welcome to the No More Trauma podcast. Namaste Trauma Free podcast, formerly known as the Get Your Happy podcast. Uh, my name is Tanya, trauma-informed yoga teacher, coach, and wellness facilitator. I am excited to be back for another season. I thank you so much for joining me back for those who have listened to older podcast episodes. And thank you for being on this journey for me, journey with me as I started to rebrand and bring some cohesiveness into this podcast. So very excited to be back. Uh, and so my goal with this podcast is to really help support you uh, as you transcend your trauma into organic healing, inspiration, and mental health tips on and off the mat. A lot has happened since the last season, and I'm just, again, really excited to be back and to bring more information and to bring more of my experiences uh, to these episodes, really connecting and sharing with you, but again, uh, helping you on your journey. And so I feel as though it's only necessary that I bring this topic, which is Trauma 101. I felt We've all experienced so much. Um, we, you know, we hear the words so often, and we—it's also invited us back into our own life, into self-reflect and see our own experiences, if not, you know, with witnessing someone else's trauma. And so, I feel it's only necessary that we talk about the basics, and that. I disclose what that looks like. And so I hope you have something to write with. And, you know, I know you're saying, wait a minute, something to write with. Well, if you're inspired to write, feel free to do so. And of course, you can always come back to this episode if you feel as though anything resonates. So before we get started, uh, I want to really invite you to pause whenever you need to pause in this episode. Sometimes we hear certain words that can activate a sensation in the body, uh, maybe a sensation that we may haven't felt before. Um, and so I invite you to monitor the breath as you listen and um, take a pause if you need to and drink water if you need to. And so what today's episode will look like is the first thing I like to do when I'm introducing a topic or when I'm entering a room um, or about to journey onto something new, um, especially in the middle of the day, what I like to 
suggests is to remove the debris. And basically that's just taking three breaths, right? Because it clears the mind, it resets the mind, it resets the body um, to begin to feast or to begin to indulge in whatever newness or education um, or inspiration. And it really cultivates an open heart, open mind, and for you to really be present. So we'll start with that. And we can go ahead and actually do that now. And I'll introduce uh, the topics that we'll cover in this episode. So let's get started. Let's come to a comfortable seat. And of course, if you're listening to this in the car, <laughs> just uh, keep your eyes fixated, but make sure you can still take breaths. So if you're not driving and you're on a couch or you're on a chair or you're lying down, I ask that you bring your awareness to the object beneath you. As you ground down and allow the crown of the head to become in line with the spine as you sit tall. Maybe you soften the gaze. And go ahead and inhale through the nose, feel the belly expand. Exhale out of the mouth. Two more breaths like that. We'll inhale through the nose. Exhale. Notice the shoulders soften away from the ears. Maybe we soften the space in between our eyebrows. Take one last breath as we inhale. Exhale out of the mouth. And on the next inhale, just gently open the eyes or widen the eyelids. And just wiggle the fingers and toes if you need to. So, trauma 101. We will cover the seven categories of trauma, who's affected and how it shows up in the body, and what healing modalities uh, that we can actually utilize to reclaim our power after trauma. How can we cultivate this space of healing, right? So... The first thing I'd like you to ask yourself, and if you have your journal in front of you, is what is trauma? What is that? You know, we're hearing it, you know, in, on you know, social media. Everyone's calling it out. Everyone's calling out their experiences. Um, you know, we're hearing it in different podcasts. We're seeing it in our home. Um, we're seeing it. You know, we're recording it, you know, we're witnessing it in whatever form. And so what is trauma? Just take a moment to ask yourself. 
And as you write that down, again, just making sure that you're staying connected to your breath. And so, and I'll tell you, trauma does not look one way. It doesn't. It doesn't look one way. And because of that, you know, there's just about seven different categories. And so when we start with the acute trauma, it's a single overwhelming event uh, and or experience or experiences. So if we think of something like a car accident, loss, or witnessing violence, And then there's the repetitive trauma. And this is exposure to multiple chronic or prolonged events, right? So this is receiving consistent treatment of harm. This is one of my personal experiences, uh, repetitive trauma. So again, it's exposure to multiple chronic or prolonged events. A complex trauma is a repetitive and compromising, uh, and it can be an interpersonal relationship. So this can be with family, this can be with a partner, roommate, um, uh, spouse, anything like that, sibling. So this is a complex trauma, and it's repetitive, compromising, and it can be interpersonal within an interpersonal relationship. And so within that connection, there's a sense of uh, abuse in whatever way that looks um, within the family or interconnected relationship. So the next one uh, is developmental. This is the early onset exposure to ongoing repetitive trauma. So this is when we start to think of children, right? So it's the infant, it's the child um, or children, youth. And this is where they begin to experience neglect, abandonment, or betrayal. And, you know, it's developmental. So that can, you know, later have different effects on the adults carrying their inner child, right, who also begins to experience more abandonment, more neglect, more betrayal. But more so focusing on the youth. And so the next three, um, I kind of just, you know, did my research and started to really um, get an understanding of the next three, which is the vicarious trauma, right? So it's when the event is absorbed and integrates disturbing aspects of, the, of an experience, and it's, in, and it's within his or her functioning. So... have the historical it's a 
uh, cumulative emotional or like psychological wounding over a lifespan and across generations of a massive group. So this is, this is um, you know, we start to see this in genocide, war, slavery, uh, slavery, um, colonism, colonialism, excuse me. <laughs> so this is that historical trauma, right? It's the one that, you know, during 2020 had us going back to our books or going back to having those hard conversations for some um, with other cultures. Of, of, of the history of the massive group. And so intergenerational trauma describes psychological or emotional effects that can be experienced by people who live with people who have experienced trauma. So if a sibling is living with another and they're experiencing this, you know, disruption in the psychological um, behaviors, um, or emotional, then this starts to be absorbed with others who are in contact with that person in, say, one's home, you know, again, roommates, uh, family, partner, spouse, friend, whatever that is. So now that we covered the seven, right? So those seven traumas, the acute, the repetitive, the uh, complex, the developmental that's happening, you know, um, at the start of uh, infancy. And then we have the vicarious, right? Where it's uh, absorbed from an event or an experience. We have the historical and intergenerational. But now, what I'd like you to do is I created this graphic and I want you to really um, get this picture in your mind. And so, and I, I love this because I introduced this uh, in, in and write the word trauma. And if you can catch all of these words, you can, I'll call them out slowly. <clears throat> but for the person who's visualizing, I want you to visualize these events happening around this bubble. Or maybe you don't have to picture the events. Maybe that can be um, a little um, invasive at this time. But really take a moment to um, see the word, right? So we have the bubble, trauma. And so outside of that, we have betrayal. 
a natural disaster, an invasive surgery, a loss of a loved one or a pet, a failed pregnancy, war or terrorism, an eviction or a repossession, abandonment, sexual assault, divorce or separation, witnessing violence, childhood bullying, verbal abuse, loss of employment, violent eating habits, substance abuse, home invasion, manipulation, being withheld or held hostage, diagnosis, physical assault, incarceration, rejection, racism, a fatherless or motherless child, a car accident. Take a moment to breathe. Inhale through the nose. Exhale out of the mouth. Trauma doesn't look one way. We don't get to tell someone that their trauma is superior or inferior to their very own experience. We don't get to tell someone their trauma does not matter. We don't get to tell someone they should have healed already. No trauma looks one way. Because when we experience a trauma, we freeze. It leaves an imprint. And so we go back to repair. And so we don't get to tell someone their trauma is not a trauma. 
their story is their story. And they get to tell that story. When we go out in the world, this teaches us compassion that we are all carrying a story. And so we express compassion. We offer healing and we offer space to heal. And it's okay to hold your trauma and allow yourself to self-soothe and regulate. And we'll get to that in, in later episodes. But it's an opportunity to heal that experience, heal from that experience in the way that you can. And sometimes it can be very vulnerable when you take that experience and you share. I ask that you caution who you're sharing. If you're, not, if you're still in that space of victimhood or you're still in that space of fragility, I heard Dr. Romney say, um, caution from sharing tears with someone who will melt those same tears into bullets. Protect your trauma until you are in a space to tell your survival story. Trauma looks no, trauma does not look one way. And this is by Dr. Vander Kolk, The Body Keeps Score, very um, well-known text. If you, if you do not know it, I'm introducing it, introducing it to you now by Dr. Vander Kolk, The Body Keeps Score. And it says, being traumatized means continuing to organize your life as if the trauma were still going on, unchanged and immutable as every new encounter or event is contaminated by the past right? So sometimes we see the adults who's experienced multiple, maybe those repetitive traumas. Uh, and so they're rearranging their life every day. That's also called survival mode to ensure that there's a sense of stability. There's a sense of, 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 uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, Hope, hope and, and maybe a slight bit of fear, right? Because you're rearranging the life, ensuring that the ground below you doesn't give way. Now, since we've discussed the seven categories and we've discussed um, who's affected, right? That's really what that bubble is about. You know, we really go back and we think about that circle. And again, you know, when we think about all of that,
though, is not like my incarceration. How dare you tell me that your failed pregnancy uh, is not anything like my loss of employment? How dare we? Who are we? So these are the people that show up with the trauma. Those are the individuals who are affected. What I want to talk about now is how that trauma actually shows up in the body. So this is another graphic that I've created, uh, and it's um, called the Emotional Energy Spaces. And hopefully I can create links um, in the show notes. That way you can actually print these out. Maybe I can download them as a PDF and put them into uh, a link format in the notes. That way you can print out these graphics. Um, but the emotional energy space, basically it's the channels that run through crown of the head to toes um, or a crown of the head to basically really the, um, the uh, tailbone. And so the, each individual energy center holds a specific sensation or experience within the body. And when we experience some sense of uh, instability within those energy centers, we experience some sort of, let's call it a symptom, right? Or a, a sense or, or a block, right? or a stat with some sense of stagnancy. Uh, so I'll use myself for an example here in the throat space. So um, in the throat space, maybe uh, my trauma was having lack of trust or difficulty expressing my emotions. And so whenever I feel is if I'm unable to do so, then I experience like tightness in my throat um, or a sense of, you know, maybe hiccups. So that is where you can uh, start to think about, oh, and this is, this is taking it a little bit further. Uh, say um, swollen uh, lymph nodes right in the throat and so that can take me back um to a possible trauma right so i go back and i say okay this must be an area of an activated sensation of not being you know not being able to have trust in myself or trusting in my truth right or trusting in um you know, myself being able to speak up when I needed to, right? Um, to, give a, to give another example, I'll speak of the heart space. So maybe someone who's experienced a sense of grief or loss or um, a sense of uh, disappointment, those are all traumas, right? And so um, this may be a
that can show up and then you consider the possible trauma, right? And figuring out your space of healing for healing that part of the body, right? So it's really being connected. Sometimes when we experience a trauma, we really run away from the body, but the body is actually communicating back to us some things that may not have been healed yet or something that we may have neglected. So just to name um, others, I'll talk about, let me see. <clears throat> I'll talk about like uh, the, probably right in the center of the belly. So actually, yeah, so right in the center of the belly. So this is where, um, helplessness if we start to feel um, get symptoms of ulcers or bellyache um, you know indigestion or some intestinal upset um, we can come to uh, abuse or sexual assault childhood conditioning family you know uh, family upset and so that is where that particular trauma can sit in that emotional center. And then there are opportunities for healing that space. So just take a moment to breathe and just check in with the body in this moment right now. Maybe you can scan the body. Take a nice exhale out. And maybe even notice if if you're feeling anything as you're listening to the podcast, um, I know kind of opened up with some intensity here, but really just educating ourselves on um, actual definitions of what trauma is and who it involves and what you can feel. So what are the replic uh, replications of a traumatic event? It's a variety of responses and it can include any sort of emotional, physical, uh, cognitive, behavioral, or social or developmental reactions. So when we take a look at the emotional aspect, uh, this can be emotional numbing, meaning that we're escaping those emotions, we're not trying to deal with them. Um, we can begin to self-medicate um, <clears throat> whether that be through alcohol or uh, through prescriptions, um, we start to feel out of control, right? So that's where the anxiety shows up. There is a sense of fear of our emotions um, or lack of vocabulary. So not being able to fully express ourselves in the way that we need to, right? So we may have experienced some sort of, again, lack of trust in the throat area. It can also show up physically, so it can look like gambling or overworking um, and inconsistent eating habits, right? So that workaholic, um, <clears throat> they're really trying to run away from those emotions. And so it can either show up physically or emotionally. And then it's detaching from those thoughts, detaching from those behaviors, if you ever notice someone who said, you know, who may have had a really explosive um, behavior, 
and you go back and you remind them maybe say the next day and they say i have no i have no recollection uh, recollection of even doing anything like that right so there's really detaching from that behavior and then detaching from the memory of it all men through the throat uh, heart space and through the crown right so from toes up and through the crown there's this fixed sensation of just complete coolness it's really stress that stress arousal the ultimate goal that we want to obtain is a sense of relaxation so pleasure warmth flow and trust right? Building that trust back into ourselves, others, um, and the people around us, right? Our political systems, our, you know, our pharmaceutical uh, companies, all of that, you know, and I'm just calling that out. But, you know, because there's, and to be honest, you know, there's just been a, a complete lack of trust all over the place, you know, all over the country, all over the nation. And so, you know, we've kind of been walking around with this sense of, fix, you know, this fixed sensation and control and making sure that we're controlling our finances, we're controlling our households, we're controlling our businesses, we're controlling our partnerships. And so there's this stress and that coolness that runs up and through the body. Right. And so what does it look like? when we're completely relaxed, there's that warm sensation, there's pleasure, there's flow, right? We're, we're able to move freely, just as we, you know, would hope for. <clears throat> and so the next thing is we look into is the biology, right? So how does the biology Front and excuse me, guys. I actually have an incense burning, and I'm like <laughs> trying to clear my throat because it's like right next to me. But anyway, back into what we're speaking on. It can include changes in the limbic system and the actual functioning <clears throat> of the brain. And then there is the hypothalamic pituitary um, adrenals. Um, so those actually have a change um with the cortisol levels uh when a trauma happens and then there are also the neurotransmitters related to dysregulation right so when it becomes cool and fixed <clears throat> someone who's acting out in whatever way from a past trauma it's a dysregulation and there's a uh a, a change that's happening in the brain and it kind of runs into um, a, it really runs into this PTSD episode. 
right? So there's really that arousal that's happening. So another graphic that I actually created when I think about the children this and I'll you know call out these different kind of um, changes that happen think about the adult right who are the adults that we know I've shared this with anyone, um, you know, but my ex-spouse and, and, you know, I noticed I put two and two together and I said, wow, this is a, um, you know, this has come from, you know, my traumas. And so uh, that's how it showed up for me. Isolation, sweating, rocking, increased breathing, crying, uh, insomnia, not getting, you know, enough rest. Um, consistent hand or leg movement, playing with body parts and sudden emotions, right? So it's not just the child. We can pay attention to the child. Yes, absolutely. But also begin to, you know, you're an adult listening, begin to consider when we have those chronic, you know, when there is that chronic stress that alerts the body uh, or the brain, how are we um, showing up, how are we reacting? You know, are we doing any of those things? So we discussed a lot, right? We, we talked about a lot. And, you know, again, I invite you to breathe, inhale if you need to, monitor the breath, honor the sensations that are happening in the body, you know, or any, in, anything that may have been said in this podcast that may have activated a stimulation, really take a moment to notice how and what you're feeling. So we talked about the seven categories of the trauma, what it is, who is affected, right? Who's, who's walking around with these traumas, all of us, right? In different ways. One is not bigger than the other. And how it really impacts the body, the behaviors, um, the, you know, how it affects the brain, how it affects the uh, emotional energy centers, right? So now that we know how it impacts the body, but Tanya, what the, what the heck can I do to heal this, right? You know, because um, it seems it's, it, it is a lot. So how can I heal it? Is there a cure? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so the first step is really having an awareness. Maybe it showed up as you were listening. Maybe you already knew and it drew you and in intuitively to this podcast. Maybe you're actively in therapy already, right? 
or maybe you're curious about something that you've right? It's not accepting the trauma, the circumstance itself, but it's accepting that it has happened, right? Not to say that it was okay if you were violated in some way, If you're still suffering in whatever way that looks, you're now aware and coming to a place of acceptance, accepting that it has happened, accepting that you are a survivor of your trauma. And the next thing is really creating a practice or cultivating a ritual or selecting something that resonates truly with you to heal your trauma. Finding something that truly resonates that allows that suffering or sense of loss or pain to not feel as though it has taken over your life. And so what are those things? Those things can be anything that resonate with you, like therapy, joining a support group, utilizing workbooks and listening to podcasts like this one, movements, physical movement like dance, yoga, meditation, somatic movement. Journaling, free writing. So adapting and cultivating a new practice can help begin to regulate those emotions. Once you become aware and once you accept it, you begin to figure out what resonates 
and feels safe, feels secure. And also allows you to feel accepted and that you're not alone. Take a deep inhale through the nose. Exhale out of the mouth. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining me on this podcast today of, of Trauma 101 here at the No More Trauma Podcast, Namaste Trauma Free, also known as the uh, Get Your Happy Podcast, formerly known as the Get Your Happy Podcast. So thank you so much for tuning and I'm so excited to, again, just provide more episodes and connect with you. And if you want to continue to connect with me, I ask that you follow me on Instagram. Um, you can follow me at az.nomoretrauma. You can also join me on the mats if you want more uh, healing, <laughs> healing movements. Sundays for our yin yoga practice and Mondays for our uh, yoga sculpts. You can see the time, I believe it's uh, uh, 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And then we meditate on Wednesdays at 7.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So I look forward to seeing you there. And I want to leave us with a mantra. And this is specifically from my Pocket of Happiness deck. I have self-published uh, a trauma-informed bestseller and taken those affirmations to travel with you if you are navigating stress, anxiety, and PTSD. And it says, today I honor my self-worth and my power. Today I honor my self-worth and my power. I think that's a beautiful mantra to close out this episode. And again, if you want to get your hands on the Happy Deck, you can see the link below and uh, find the shop. So... I invite you to grab water and move the body in whatever way that it needs and journal um, if that's something that you're also called to do. So I ask that you live abundantly, love your authenticity, and radiate organic happiness. So most importantly, live a life of no more trauma. Namaste. Trauma-free. <laughs> See you back on the next episode.